Alright, so hopefully this turns out okay. Uh, my computer's kind of down at, down, at down at an angle because I also have to charge it, so it has to be close to the charging station. Yeah, so anyway, uh, this is my first attempt, or second attempt, or first official long-form attempt at a podcast. Um, and before we start, I just have to say... That I was watching Sports Center Top Ten, and number ten was a women's basketball highlight. And if you're seven feet tall and can swat, uh, swat someone coming through the lane and stare them down, you sh- you're not a woman. You should not be playing uh, women's college basketball. That's just my opinion. And I think I'm gonna pause it now so I can watch the rest of the top ten and then continue this conversation. At a later date. As in like. Ten, uh, two minutes from now. Less than that. Alright. And we're back. Even though. For anyone listening of course. It would be no time at all. Because that's how technology works. Wow. I hate myself. Okay. Well. Uh, so anytime when I start these. New adventures, whether it's uh, adventures, <laughs> these new things like uh, I do journaling because I'm a faggot. Uh, all right, let's be positive. Um, yeah, anytime I start like new stuff, like oh, I'm gonna do some writing, try to develop a story, um, just things like that. I always get really giddy that I'm gonna be so good at it, and I'm gonna go down as like the greatest novelist of all time and yeah that's the feeling you get when you start something new you get excited bruh anyway what do I want to talk about I'm not sure I had all these great ideas right before the thing starts recording then you hit play and you get a little uh, stage fright so I'm not sure but I'll just keep rolling with it um, so what's going on with me uh, oh so one of the main reasons that I'm doing this is because I have a few rough days in front of me well we don't know that but there's certainly a lot I'm going to be taxing my body because I'm going to be doing or I am doing the fasting mimicking diet, which is basically a a diet that includes food, but is intended to mimic a fasting state, and that'll be for five days. So that'll be until next Wednesday. Today is a now a Saturday morning. Started Friday night, uh, so that's going to be stressful on my body. The other thing that's going to be stressful on my body is this triple chronotherapy intervention that I'm doing for who the hell knows maybe it'll help with my depression yes I have depression yeah for my depression there's been some research that shows it can be helpful I didn't see a lot online but I'm desperate I got some time to kill nothing really planned this weekend I thought what the hell I'm feeling a little bit better not that much better enough better Enough better to 
say, hey, let's give it a try. Bad enough to, to, bad enough to, <laughs> bad enough to go, intentionally go full nights without sleeping, because that's what the first day of this protocol calls for, so obviously not doing well, well, or else I'd be just going out banging sluts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I'd be going out having a good time. Or, you know, hanging out with a friend. <laughs> that would be uh, probably what a, a healthy person would see as an adaptive solution to my problem. But no, I'm a little bit uh, not like that. I'm a little bit unconventional. Otherwise known as crazy. Or you could say I'm perfectly reasonable because I went for, to college for a full year and was more depressed than, my, than I've ever been before. And I was constantly surrounded by people and my peers. And I tried to make friends. And it didn't work. And I tried to go out and I... You know, it just wasn't happening. The, I, <laughs> I remember... The first semester there, I, I went to this party with uh, one of my friends friends, uh, gal friend, she's a lesbian, so nothing funny going on there, but, um, yeah, I walk in, and I'm, I'm in such a weird, uh, mode, because I'm, that's what depression does to you, it just makes you act weird, that I go up to some guy at the party, who's clearly just friends, and with everyone, and hanging out, and I'm just like, so, uh, who do you know here? And at the time, I was like, oh, that's a pretty good question to ask because I was just trying to make conversation and be like, oh, who are your friends? Who do you know? Blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of just a weird thing to ask. And looking back on it, that's when you realize like, yep, this darkness is just kind of descending on you and you're just becoming a alienated weirdo. So I would say that just going out isn't always the solution, you know. So this is what I'm turning to. Uh, the uh, we're gonna the fasting, which I think can be powerful. We'll see. There's also that placebo effect. There's also other shit that needs to go right. Vitamins, I guess. Attitude, placebo effect. All very big factors. But yeah, so um, it's it's out of desperation. I'm doing well enough to kind of commit to this and be like, oh, have the discipline to actually try this. So basically a five-day kind of adventure. And I figure, you know what, if I can run 12 miles, if I can run, if I can do what I did today, which is run 12 miles, with every third mile being a sub seven mile, what I, what ended up happening was every third mile kept getting lower and lower. So not to you know kind of turn into a professional runner here, but literally every third mile had to be a sub seven mile. All the other miles had to be around ten minute mile. So what ended up happening was I went sub seven, then I went six thirty, then I went six ten, then I went five uh, five forty. So if I can do that, if I can, and the whole time I was, I, I had already committed in my mind, like, 
you know, I can I can do that when I have the, I don't know, I can, I can do that when I have the discipline, and there's, I guess when you just commit it in your mind, and then you have to just focus on trying to enjoy, uh, the, you know, the present moment, because you, you already know that you're going to run the 12 miles, so it's not like you need to have any motivation to do it, you're just going to do it. And then it's hard not to project to after the 12 miles how you're going to feel, if it's going to give you a mood boost, etc., etc. You just got to focus on, you know, the present moment, which I'm, of course, terrible at doing. Like, I'm out there shirtless because that's because I'm because I'm getting that vitamin D. Well, that's that's what I'm doing. Plus, it's 40 and sunny out, so I'm getting people. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. Like. People, why do you think, all right, take the most populated area in the United States, which is what? New York, it's New York City. If humans weren't designed to live in these environments, why the hell would the most populated, densely populated area be in that climate? Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, yeah, so I get all these funny looks while I'm running shirtless, but I'm getting that vitamin D, I'm probably also overcompensating because my, uh, you know, dick doesn't work from, who knows, uh, antidepressants or just depression or lack of connectivity or excessive thoughts, I don't know, I'm getting off track and I'm kind of forgetting how we got here. Oh, I guess I was talking about, you know, oh yeah, I was talking about projecting to the future, like once I come into to the 12 miles, I'm like, how am I going to feel, how am I going to feel in the 12th mile, and then I'm out there running on the road, and next thing you know, there's a car 100 feet in front of me, and it's like, come on, sorry, snap out of it. Uh, you know, you, you avoiding this oncoming car is going to be a lot more important than whatever you However, you project you're gonna feel, in, in, you know, by the end of twelve miles. So that's that. So I, I feel it's just five days. You know, it's five days out of my life. It's five days out of my life, and then I go to North Carolina on vacation, and I have no physical responsibilities in terms of. My job at UPS, which is somewhat physically taxing, I don't have to, I really have no physical demands, which is important if you're going to be restricting calories and reducing sleep, because um, your body's going to need probably all the reserves it has, It has, I would assume, any, any reasonable person would assume, I don't think you want to be fasting and doing uh, lift, you know, lifting, because that's just kind of like what a crazy person would do, I think, even, you know, that's, that's, that's beyond crazy, that's just stupid, so I'm not doing that, and so at least I'm planning out that far, um, but yeah, so I feel like I have this, some, 
you know, I feel like I, I just get through these five days and I try to, and it, I don't know, I try to, try to get some form of presence, you know, like my therapist was recommending, like, like when he heard I was doing a fast, he doesn't know about the, uh, sleep deprivation, but, or it's not even sleep deprivation, it's called triple chronotherapy, but when, he doesn't know about that, but when I told him about the fasting, he was kind of, at the end of it, he kind of, I don't know, he was just kind of like, oh, so you're going to be doing a lot of, like, meditation or journaling, or are you going to be documenting your experience, and I was like, yeah, I didn't really plan on it, just because every time I would get excited about any form of potential treatment, I would, it's just that much more demoralizing when you try it and it doesn't work, so if you're document, documenting it, it's like day one, you know, I did this with, you know, microdosing, psychedelic stuff like that, I guess the first, first day or week is really promising, so you're like all hyped up and journal about it and you're all psyched, and then it's just that much worse when it's back to, back to baseline, so I don't really... It's hard for me to journal extensively, like, oh, I'm going to document my every experience, like, this is just, you know, I'm just going to really break it down for everyone so they just know what it's like. Uh, this is how I did it. I, t I tested myself. It's like, I don't have the energy for that. I don't give a shit. Like, I just want this to work. Like, there's nothing else, so. So, maybe I'll journal a little bit. Maybe I'll try to meditate a little bit. These are all good things, but extensive, like, documentation, like, I'm a fucking, like I'm a scientist, um, I don't see that happening, who knows, uh, of course, the podcast, did I just say that, it's just me talking, um, <laughs> the podcast, this podcast, this me talking here is, of course, a form of a form of documentation, so, but it's a lot of, I guess, less formal and just easier than journaling, or, I don't know, I'm a better writer than talker, I think, by far, probably, I think if you saw my writing, you'd be like, oh, this guy is good, like, I had people in my journalism class who actually took an interest in my writing, or, or you know, people would come up to me and you know, of course, not like a ton of people. It's not really that socially acceptable to be like, oh, I read your article and I think it's amazing, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I just checked my phone. I got a Snapchat from my brother. Uh, but people, I actually had people come up and say, your article was really interesting. This was when I wrote about the the possible merits of only having one child, or I guess I said don't have a, ch or think about not having a child, just for population numbers sake, given that every child that you give birth to is going to, you know, as an American will consume the amount of like seven African kids, or it's actually probably even more than that, I forget the exact number, but basically just, if you want to help the planet, maybe don't have a kid, or maybe only have one kid. And it wasn't even saying, like, you should or you shouldn't, because I'm not, I guess at the time I was pretty, I was probably, I, I mean, I still kind of am negative about 
having a kid just because my you can't really envision that kind of future right now. I can't even get my dick hard. So we're focusing on that before kid. You know, I guess them. If you talk to me in ten years, maybe maybe I'd ha- maybe I'll have three kids in ten. <laughs> Let's see, twenty one, thirty one. Yeah, maybe in ten years I'll have three kids. That would be wild if that came to be true. Anyway, which of course would be uh, kind of against my argument that I just outlined. But anyway, that was the argument. It wasn't even my argument. It came. From, it was Bill. You know, because I listen to Bill Burr's podcast and he always brings it up. And it was a an opinion piece. So that's what generated the interest, and it was very well written because I'm a balling writer. Do have a lot of potential in that particular area of my life. Strong writer. So I should be writing this and posting it online for everyone to see, but but no one fucking reads, and I don't blame them. I hate reading on the internet. I have a short attention span. Everyone does, and. It's not. It's a lot easier to listen to podcasts and zone out a little bit, and also learn some shit or laugh a little bit, or at least commiserate while you're at work, which is what I did today with with, with podcasts or what I do in general. Just when I'm walking, just to not look like a crazy person, just walking. You know, put something in your at least have headphones and look like you're actually doing something. Um. So I'm going to pause real quick to look at my brother's Snapchat because I did not expect him to be up at 420, although I guess he's been uh, driving frat bros around. So, one sec. Yeah, so my brother actually looked uh, worse than me. He looked like he uh, had a solid night of drinking, which causes massive inflammation in the body. I could see under his eyes it was completely flushed, which is... What I get when I notice that my depression gets worse, I get really, I guess it's inflammation, well it's below my eyes, it's eczema and stuff, and it's just red, and I just look like shit, and my face just looks depressed, and it's terrible, I mean I can look at my face and be just instantly see, you know, that's the face of a sad clown. Uh, yeah, so I'd send, uh, that felt good because my brother, you know, actually looked worse than me for a change, which, I don't know, it's hard. Um, yeah, I just sent him a Snapchat back saying, oh, you look groggier than me, lol. And you definitely didn't need to know that. Okay. Um, now I'm going to be constantly checking my phone and not focusing on what I need to say. Anyway, back to the podcast, back to what I'm talking about, which is what? What am I talking about? I kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, okay, yeah, it's it's four, uh, 4.30 almost in the morning on uh, Saturday morning now, and they say the fastest antidepressant is a day, is a night without sleep, and I don't know where the hell they came up with that. Uh, I don't remember ever starting to feel good after not sleeping. I remember the first time I pulled an all-nighter, not on purpose. I was 
so anxious about a soccer game that I couldn't sleep. That was pretty much hell. Um, I don't remember feeling good the next day. I do remember crashing about on the car ride home after the game and feeling relieved. But I guess there's got to be something something to it. Uh, Theo Vaughn, one of the... This guy I stumbled upon, I guess, through Joe Rogan's podcast, who's just funny as shit. And I guess one of, probably one of the top comedians in the country. I don't know. I think you just hear him for five minutes and you... You know, I wish I was not depressed and could appreciate how just how fucking funny this guy is. Uh, he's just, yeah, he's just so funny. Um, but he records his podcast from a, from what I've heard, just based on what kind of what he says, what time it is when he's recording. He records it like Sunday night and the Monday evening, so a lot of times it's like two, three o'clock in the morning. So maybe there's something to that, or maybe that's just his only time. And it's after his weekend comedy sets. And he's just reflecting on that this past weekend. But maybe there is something to recording at night. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I'm going to go with. Because I'm... That's what I'm going to go with. I don't know what else to say. My brother did not get back to me just yet. Alright, yeah, so in summary, we're just kind of... I'm trying to take the take the fight to life instead of letting the fight of life take it to me. If that makes any sense, that's one of the reasons I'm recording this. Because it feels proactive, you know, and especially when you're taking on challenges... Physical challenges, mental challenges. It helps to preemptively stress your body because stress is a part of the environment. We're always under stress. Gravity, friction, heat, cold, etc., etc. So you can either, I guess, run from that which is what most of modern life is, indoors, uh, no need to go out and hunt food, you got a refrigerator, the list goes on, of course, we all know this, we live it every day, but if you keep doing that, you fall into, then life starts taking it to you instead of vice versa, which is why... You probably have, you know, the highest obesity rates, the highest depression rates of, you know, higher than, you go to Africa, you go to Africa and like, not that everyone's going to be happy, but they're not going to be fat and they're not going to have the same rates of suicide that we do. I don't know that for a fact. I'm not going to look it up, but I pretty much know that's, that's true. Um, anyway, yeah, so this is a... I'm basically just trying to. I got five days in five days in front of me. Hopefully, it won't suck too much because I honestly, the fasting mimicking, I'm still gonna be consuming close to a thousand calories a day. 
I mean, the first day will be a thousand, and uh, two through five will be about seven, a little over seven hundred. So I don't see. I hopefully that won't be too hard. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. So I'm this. I'm just trying to take the fight to take the fight to life, and cementing in my mind my commitment, and just trying to be proactive about it. I think. I, well, I just committed. I've just committed in my mind to doing this. And if I'm gonna fucking, if I'm doing this, uh, I'm just gonna have to do this, I guess. And I gotta get it through, through it somehow. Alright, so, so other stuff I wrote down. Oh, if I if I were to make this an official thing or do a podcast regularly, I mean there are a few podcasts that I really like. That I would just say, yeah, they're just great podcasts and great programs and great information. And those are ranked in order of effectiveness. Uh, Bill Burr's podcast, like how many hours, <laughs> how many hours of Bill Burr have I listened to? Like I spent entire, I spent literally two s- Two semesters in college. Uh, two semesters in college just being... I mean, I'm still somewhat suicidal and stuff, but... Basically... Being totally... Whoa. Whoa. I just saw a falcon just dive bomb and fucking grab a fish out of a pond, that's sick, anyway, just two semester. I, I can't even describe it, just like, I don't even know, I can't even, can't even put into words what that's like, but just, you know, I don't know, two semesters of just trying to walk as much as possible, and I'd always have Bill Burr on, <laughs> it's wild, I must have listened to I mean, how many hours of Bill Burr I've listened to? I've listened to, I think, every single one of his, like, for the past, going back to three years or whatever. Like, I, I was listening to his podcast when he was talking about McGregor versus Aldo one before Aldo pulled out the first time, before I even knew who the fuck Conor McGregor was. Maybe that's how who I found out who Conor McGregor was. That's how far back I was listening to him. I'm, I mean, the amount of hours that I must have listened to Bill, Bill Burr. So, I would say he's my favorite. He's got to be the number one podcast in my book. Just. And it's free. It's like. What's uh, the great thing about podcasting? I guess it's free and it's just the, the shit. And I. I guess it just helped me get, you know, survive. Yeah, uh, so that's one. The Joe Rogan pot, Joe Rogan experience is a really another another popular one that I really like. I don't, I don't really think Joe Rogan's that funny. I don't. I've never really seen his stand up. I don't really laugh much when he talks, but I think he's a really smart guy. I think he's really 
interesting guy. He does a lot of the same. He's a lot in the a lot of the same shit I am. The whole self experimentation, ketogenic diets, diets, uh, sensory deprivation, which I haven't done, but I probably will do. Psychedelics, just all that shit. Conspiracy theory, which I you know I'm not really that into, but just all this kind of like real real talk, like real shit stuff that's practical like stuff that you don't learn in college stuff that is actually real and important you know dr rhonda patrick that's how i found out about her uh inflammation just like real the stuff like life stuff not like feminist bullshit that you learn in college and you have to write an essay about and you know look up a book that no one will the only reason anyone's ever read it is because some professor recommended you. It's not because anyone wants to read this book. It's not like it's actually useful in your own life. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. It's got to be useful in your own life. Like, why else would we actually, why would anyone give a shit? Like, it's everything is so out there and theoretical in the academic world. And that's one of the, re one of the many reasons, or one of the reasons, you know, that doesn't appeal to me or one of the reasons I got out of school is because I was it was just all it was all it was all bullshit all fucking bull it's all bullshit of course I mean you got the social aspect which is t totally not bullshit and if you can if you can rock that then yeah stay in school uh if you can rock yeah if you can rock the social scene if you can get girls if you can have a really good friend group if you can just have a blast. Absolutely. In terms of academics, no. If you're looking to actually get educated in college, I would say absolutely not. You're not going to get what you want in terms of social, in terms of personal growth, development, if you really invest in it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I experienced. At least that's what I experienced my first semester when I you know, wasn't depressed and was really involved with stuff at, at uh, Elon University. It was a really positive experience, you know. Made a lot of, not a lot of new friends, but a decent, for me, a decent amount of new friends. And ha hooked up with a decent amount of girls and, you know, had a good time. And then, of course, that only lasts for however long. But, yeah, academically... Uh, it's not worth, I'd rather, I'd probably learn more from, I've, I've learned more from, yeah, Joe Rogan, and all the people that he brings on, the, the, the experts that are, even if they're, they're not experts, they're bringing something to the table, you know, I can appreciate that, yeah, so he's probably two, and then I've been listening to Theo Vaughn recently, funny as shit. Wish I could appreciate it more and have a nice belly laugh. Because that guy is funny. He's just really funny. and um, His podcast is a lot more honest. You know, Bill Burr talks about how he had a depression. But I don't think it was when we talk about within the quote-unquote depression community. I don't think you would really classify what Bill Burr described as a, you know, dealing with depression. Maybe he went through a phase of feeling down, but it's not really, not to say it's not, you know, valid and 
difficult and a lot of people go through that as well but more the more serious kind of this feels permanent <laughs> this is permanent uh type deal to it and it seems like from what I've, I've I, from what I've listened to from Theo Vaughn he, I mean he came up kind of rough and kind of dark and sounds like he's gone through struggles I don't know if, I don't know if they're obviously he's doing he's a very successful comedian at this at this point he's got a special on Netflix so you can't say he's I, I, I'm not gonna diagnose him but but he, I guess my uh, what I'm trying to get at is he's been very open and if I were to continue doing a podcast I'd want to be very open too and for the first moment I just felt a glimmer of connecting with this imaginary group that I would be talking to weird feeling um so yeah the honesty I really I appreciate his honesty and he's just open to talk about anything and like he was talking about um orgasmic meditation which is basically just these guys going into this warehouse or whatever and just pleasuring these these women's as he calls them or however he, the f weird phrases he uses uses and the girls get <laughs> free orgasms without the guys expecting anything and the guys get this feeling of empowerment cuz they just cause the girl to have an orgasm uh which is you know sounds weird as shit and I don't know if I'll ever do that but my my thing has kind of been that exotic esoteric crazy wacko shit and he but he said it was helpful so maybe the, somewhere down the line I would hear about this and give it a try um but he was just being open about it and some guy wrote in about it and he was just he didn't even blink twice. He just answered his experience with it. And. Yeah. I think that's cool and important. Uh, I'm also going for his haircut look. And his. <laughs> oh he also talked about. <laughs> like half his stuff is like homosexual jokes. But then. Some guy wrote in about. Like yo can we meet up. Like I'm looking at to that he was just like no nah, bro like no nah. and that's exactly how I am because I'm I think if you met me you might think I was gay but I I'm like I'm this is a weird thing I think it's just the, the depression of being in such a weird spot and just not feeling normal that whenever that's brought up, like sexuality, something weird happens. And no, I'm not coming out as gay right now. But the, I don't know, I can't put a finger on it because there's something weird going on though. And I'm trying to be as open, open and honest as possible right here because it is kind of weird. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. I, I mean, I'm not sure what it is. 
could be just like defensiveness from the fact that I haven't hooked up with a girl and like closing in on two years now and just working with mostly guys and around guys and and also that I just have a deadened sense of sense of sexuality just because I think the the antidepressants that I was on kind of fucked me up that way or just because that's one possibility or just that I have low level chronic depression that I mean I I rarely feel any sexual feelings which is you know terrible to say but it's the truth um so maybe that's maybe that's it just kind of you know obviously I'm not asexual <laughs> yeah I'm not asexual but I you know I think that everything's not you know it's not fun everything's not working functioning right and healthfully 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 like it should in a strapping young young lad such as myself 21 years of age in my sexual prime I'm not really sure if that's the sexual prime but you know probably testosterone is pretty pretty high um but yeah feeling it next to nothing uh you could just probably show me yeah that's probably what it is it's probably a emasculating feeling from the fact that you could show me a picture of a naked woman and it might register in my brain at some level as yeah that's a naked woman but physiologically I'm going to have probably next to no response to that um, my dick's going to be flaccid yeah nothing's going to nothing's going to happen it's like not a fucking fun feeling at all and that's one that's really frustrating about you know fucking antidepressants and just like like what the fuck you know I mean when you're really depressed your only goal is just to stay alive so you don't give a shit then you start to feel a little better and you're like I would at least like my dick to work in a, in a fucking somewhat normal fashion. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much that is that too much to ask? It's ridiculous. Why isn't so frustrating? So frustrating. On the other hand, if I when I was depressed and I would just, just, um, like when my sex drive was normal, but I was depressed, then I would just go on, like, kick and just message random girls and try to get them to send me nudes. Was that any, was that any more adaptive, Delta? Delta's my dog, though, sitting over there. Was that any more adaptive? Some would say yes. At least I was able to jerk off and experience some form of 
fucking pleasure. Some would say no. Some would say that's just developing a distorted view of reality. I'd rather have no sex drive. It's fucking pathetic, man. Fucking pathetic. It's pathetic. I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how to fucking fix that. I I fucking ran for 12 miles today. Oh yeah, exercise uh, boosts uh, blah 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 blah. I don't feel shit. Alright? I don't know what to say. If you're angry and you're listening to this podcast, there's no way that you're not getting more angry. Because I know that my voice and my whole energy is just angry, annoyed at the world. And I know... I've listened to Bill Burr when I'm in a good, semi-good mood, and I'm laugh, you know, laughing, or I think he's funny, or in some degree of pleasure. And I listen to him when I'm in a bad mood, or depressed, or irritable, and his voice just sounds irritable. And I know it's me, and I know it's not him, but I can only imagine that if you're, if you're me listening to my, myself. You just be like, can we please stop this guy talking because he's just making it that much worse? I don't know that for a fact, but it seems like it would probably work that way. It's kind of making me tired. i got to stay awake for another, well, another 12 hours, really. 12 plus hours. So I might have to start cutting this a little short. We'll see where we're at in terms of time, too. We are, oh, we're f- almost 40 minutes in. Jesus Christ. Alright. Yeah, so that's frustrating. I don't don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, man, about that. Start like a low dose of Wellbutrin. Something to consider. See how, um... See how this shit affects me. See how... Maybe, um... Kratom affects me. I don't know, man. I mean, is 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 post uh, se- uh, SSRI sexual dysfunction a legit thing, or is this just a low level, low low persistent depression that causes bodily systems not to work correctly? I'm not sure which. Could I go on Mobutrin for X amount of days, couple months? Could it re- reboot that shit? I don't know be interesting so frustrating man so frustrating that's I'm desperate man I'm doing trying this bullshit I'm committing to it for better or worse I'm committing to it um yeah we'll we'll see how it goes so I'm not feeling optimistic by any means you can probably hear that in my fucking voice I'm not I'm not depressed I'm feeling okay enough to talk for 40 minutes if you have severe depression you sure as hell can't do that um i'm not sure what you can do 
other than not shoot yourself. Um, I'm also afraid to stop, you know, I'm afraid to keep going and falling asleep. I'm also afraid of stopping this because what the fuck else I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit here and wallow about how to, how the fuck did I can't even get my dick hard. <laughs> That's probably where the insecurity comes in from. And people are like, oh, are you uh, bi? It's like, no, I'm not bi. I just can't get my dick hard. And then I, you know, I don't have an answer for it. And so it's fucked up, man. Fucked up. There's a lot of fucked up shit going on in this world. A lot of fucked up shit. I mean, I could I could have my dick cut off. That's what happened to women's clitorises over probably in Syria, wherever ISIS is. What was me, right? Oh, I don't have my even. I don't even have my fucking my shit got cut off. Tell that to your fucking future spouse. Good luck with that. It's not gonna work out too well. No, right? There's no treatment for this shit. What if it turns off something in your brain? What if it... There's no science. It's fucked up, man. But there's a lot of fucked up shit. You know, you could say the, the heroin epidemic. That's all fucked up. Oh, uh, oh, whoops. We accidentally got you uh, addicted to heroin because we gave you opiates. Instead of, you know, probably something better like anything but opiates. I don't know if weed... I don't know if weed's the answer, but... Anything but oh, any anything but low grade heroin that got got you addicted to heroin. In hindsight, maybe we shouldn't have done that. You know, if you if you were in that position, you'd be saying that, and that's life threatening. This is not life threatening. It's just feels fucking ego threatening, life threatening. Like you're a guy, and you can't even fucking get your dick hard. You know how fucking shitty that is. It's very shitty. And now I'm just talking, I'm not even considering who might listen to this. That's a little scary. Just sharing that. You got my name, you got my age. You got what kind of podcast I like to listen to. You got my psychiatric history evaluation. You got some of the crazy whacked out shit I'm going to be doing. Uh, the next few days. Uh... Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what to do, man. I do not know what to do. I'm desperate. Desperate, desperate, desperate. Not suicide desperate, but um, let's try to find some fucking answers desperate. Like, let's go back on prescription medication, also known as Wellbutrin desperate, which... Who knows? I don't know. I just don't fucking know, man. I don't know. And this is kind of what Theo Vaughn does. He kind of does this randomly. I kind of like it. I kind of don't like it because I kind of want him to be funny. But real talk, right? Real shit, real talk. All right. Probably, probably should wrap it up. I think you got the fact that I'm pissed off, angry. And if you're listening to this... It probably only made you that much more pissed off and angry because I don't have the fucking answers. I don't have the answers because I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to keep saying that. 
and then enlightenment's going to hit me, and then I'm going to know that I don't know, and then it's going to be namaste. But until then, the, the more likely possibility is that I'm just going to ruminate about not knowing and that fear of not knowing. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why my dick doesn't work. I don't really know why I'm depressed. I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't know why my fucking dick won't work. Alright. I think you heard enough of that. People have worse problems, right? Alright, I'm peacing out. This is my first podcast attempt. Ran a little longer than I thought I would. Thought I'd go like 40 minutes. That's kind of what Theo does. Less than an hour, which is what Bill Bird does. So we're right in that happy medium. Alright, we're just rambling at this point. Time to cut her down and fucking go back to my miserable, soft dick laugh. How the fuck do I solve that problem? Alright, I gotta end this. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm like the guy talking to his ex-girlfriend. Can't hang up the phone. Needy as fuck. Just keep talking. Maybe she'll fuck me this time. Alright, alright, alright. Yeah, keep talking about it. Blah, 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 blah,